I'm Dr. Alex Lloyd and welcome to the Spiritual Laws of Nature. We're in a series right now that um, our very creative minds are calling the Top 10 Spiritual Laws. <laughs> actually, actually, um, it is a little bit more than that. Uh, I've just finished what is probably like the 30 top spiritual laws according to me and my opinion. These are the top 10 spiritual laws from our listeners, from their perspective and what they wrote into us and, and commented about in no particular order. And once we finish these top 10, we're going to be moving to a different thing that I'm calling deep water where we're going to be talking about very important uh, life issues like uh, racial issues, sexuality issues, gender issues, uh, divorce, grieving. Uh, when you're in that uh, huge, uh, dark trauma place in your life and you don't know what to do and you feel kind of uh, frozen, everything's kind of surreal. We're going to be talking about those deep life issues and, um, and and hopefully from a number of perspectives, not just one. Uh, so look forward to that in a few more weeks. Uh, we'll be sending out an announcement, but uh, we've never done that before. Uh, so after about 18 years, we're going to be transitioning over to deep water and we may bring back a spiritual law or two now and then as well. But I'm excited about uh, getting into some deep issues with you. Okay, the, uh, the title for this week's Spiritual Law uh, has to be, I, I, I'm not at all surprised, it's in the top 10 most popular to our listeners. I call it Breaking the Cycle. Okay, Almost everyone comes into this life even they, though they don't know it, with a cycle already programmed into them from their ancestry and their parents. And then when they're born and they grow up, and this goes all the way back to Freud, and I'm not a Freud fan, but he was a genius, and then those first six or eight years of life, we continue to be programmed, and probably up until about age three, we don't really remember any of those memories, okay? So when when you get to be 18 or an adult, you are programmed, man, probably about almost any issue you could ever name. Ford or Chevy, Democrat or Republican, God or no God, uh, everything, all right? And unfortunately, according to the latest research, uh, a lot of this is from Scientific American uh, just in the last few years based on studies, approximately 50% of what we believe is true about our life from recalling memories is simply not true. Those memories are in error and it's usually the interpretation of the memory, not the memory itself. It's not that uh, my dad didn't yell at me one Saturday morning and tell me I was never going to amount to anything. No, that's true. He did do that, and I remember that. That's not usually the part that's in error. It's the interpretation of that. And for me, that was, I I'm never going to amount to anything in my life. I I'm inferior. I don't measure up. I'm not good enough. I I'm going to have a failure life. Okay, 
Well, that was a totally wrong interpretation. In fact, what happened had nothing to do with me. It had everything to do with my dad and the health problem he was dealing with, which is often the case. Okay, so um, we all come in programmed. All of us have programs that are that have you might think of computer virus that have human hard drive viruses in them, which is part of that 50% that's not right. Then on top of that, um, research that came out a few years ago, there was actually a special edition of National Geographic called the Owner's Manual for the Brain. I've got it in there in my office. And the main study that special issue rotated around was one where they found that before you make any significant decision, there's a one second, one second before you make the decision, there's an energy spike in the brain. And then they tracked that back and what they found was that that energy spike is your unconscious mind mandating what your decision will be. But wait a minute, I thought my unconscious mind, 50% of the information it's working on is wrong. Exactly. Okay? And, uh, and Scientific American had another wonderful article related to that research um, and the title of it was The Illusion of Free Will. And the whole article was about how we really don't have free will the, think, the way we think we do. Almost everything about what we do, what we think, what we feel is mandated by our unconscious mind. Which, which is 50% full of human hard drive viruses or errors. Okay? So how in the world, that's a pretty bleak picture, right? So how in the world do you break that? Well, that's what I want to share with you today. Uh, you are mind, body, and spirit. You are not one thing, you are three things. And they all work together in harmony and overlap each other as well. Now the problem is, we, we tend to think about our problems that the symptom is the problem. Meaning, our physical and external circumstances are the problem. Okay? Uh, the very first day in psych class, literally Psych 101, the professor wrote on the board, first thing he did, the problem is never the problem. And he's pretty much true about that. What he means is that when people come into your office for the first time and say, Here, uh, okay, here's why I'm here, here's my problem, that will not be their problem. Okay? Their problem is likely in their unconscious, subconscious, uh, ancestral issues, etc. Um, and they may know about it as well, but it's almost never what they say is the problem. Okay, in other words, someone comes in and says, uh, my problem is my spouse. Um, they just won't do what I want them to do and they irritate me all the time, And but yet when you really follow it back, their problem was with their dad. And that's where the anger toward their spouse is coming from, not from the spouse. Now there's some exceptions to that, but typically, we naturally assign the blame of our problems to our physical and external circumstances. And 99% of the time, that is a symptom, not the problem. The problem 
is from what Solomon called the, the spiritual heart, your unconscious, subconscious, and conscious. Okay, we are always creating. You are always creating. Did you know that? Okay, everything that has ever been made by the mind of man on earth was made in the mind first as an image. Antonio Damasio, MD, PhD, head of the neuro department at Southern California, says that imageless thought is impossible. If you are able to say, I'm going to go to the restroom or I'm going to go to the laundry and then do it, it's because you've got a picture of going to the restroom, a picture of going to the lobby to, the, to do the laundry. If you didn't have the picture, you couldn't think that, you couldn't say it, and you could not do it. That everything comes from an internal image. Pierce Howard, Owner's Manual for the Brain. All data coming in through the five senses is encoded into a picture. Even if it's smell, even if it's sound, all data from the five senses, once it gets into you, is created into a picture that is then stored in your mind and cellular memories forever. Forever. So we are always creating. Uh, a few years ago, uh, my, my family and I got to go to uh, Europe and, and specifically to Rome and to the Sistine Chapel that the great Michelangelo uh, painted. And that was the highlight of my trip. Uh, standing in that room and looking up, and they had just done the thing where they'd removed all the soot over the, over the decades, and it was all real vibrant and clear now. Oh, it was just breathtaking. But it didn't take Michelangelo, you know, a week to do that. It took years it took a significant portion of his adult life. And outside the Sistine Chapel at a museum we went to was the wonderful uh, uh, marble statue that Michelangelo had chiseled again, taking years. And I'll never forget how uh, C.S. Lewis talks about that's how it is with us and God, that we're like a block of granite and God's chisel marks that our, our pain are the thing that make us perfect. And I'm not sure I ever understood that completely until I saw that marble statue by Michelangelo that just looked perfect. It looked like the guy was just going to start talking and stand up and, and it was unbelievable. Okay? Well, that perfection was in the mind, in the, in the eyes, in the in the in the pictures in Michelangelo's head before he ever started with the first stroke. Okay? So, you have inside you the singular creative force in the history of mankind that is responsible for the creation of everything that man has made. I call it the image maker. It's your imagination. I don't want to use imagination because it has the wrong connotation sometimes, like daydreaming. But your image maker is the key to you breaking 
the cycle. Okay? But you need to start using it intentionally. Um, about the imagination, it's not just me that uh, says this kind of stuff. Albert Einstein said the imagination is more important than knowledge because the imagination is how he made every one of his discoveries. He was recalling his most famous work and he said, I had a vision of a guy riding on a beam of light. And that's where it came from. And then it took me like six or seven years to write all the math out and prove the math. But I knew it had it when I saw that man riding on a beam of light. Oswald Chambers is uh, has the number two, I understand, selling book in the world every, every year. Number one is the Bible. Number two is a book by Oswald Chambers called My Utmost for His Highest. And Oswald Chambers also says that the the imagination, the image maker, that part of us that creates images and pictures, and then that's what we feel, that's what we think, that's what we do, that's the action that we're able to take, is the most important piece of equipment we have and the singular creative force. Okay? An ancient manuscript says, and it's uh, God talking, I have set before you life and death, choose life. But how do you do that? How do you choose life when you come pre-programmed for seek pleasure and avoid pain? Uh, How do you do that? Well, one thing that helped me a lot is when my mentor taught me that, that problems and issues that I have in my life, I have because of the first event. Okay? The first event is the first time I participated in or did that kind of thing that I would consider wrong. The first time I stole was in the 5 and 10 at South Pittsburgh, Tennessee, where I grew up. I was about four years old, and I stole a candy bar. First time I lied, I don't remember what that one was. But anyway, the first event, is often what opens the door to having that problem the whole rest of your life and it usually gets worse and worse and worse. Okay, So the first event is where you lost your peace about that issue, about stealing, about telling the truth versus lying, etc. Every other subsequent event is because you lost your peace. So if you can go back and get that first door closed back, very often it's a positive domino effect and all the issues start to heal. So the way you change and break the cycle is you start intentionally using your image maker to create the life that you want. Okay, And and this is as simple as... um, as you want to make it. One way you can do it is make a list of all of the areas of your life that you struggle, that you feel like you don't always do the right thing, or maybe if you call it a sin, uh, whatever, write all of those things down that you're having trouble with in your life. Okay. Then I would start, use in meditation, 
use your image maker to recreate that line, whether it's it's stealing truth or not, uh, how you eat, how you treat other people, how you work, uh, whatever, okay? Image the way you would like it to be. And image it until you feel it. And feel it strong. Go to the memories you have that are negative in that line and make sure that the interpretation is not in error. Like, in other words, like when my dad hit me on that Sunday morning and while he was hitting me was saying, Alex, you're never going to amount to anything. The factual stuff was not incorrect, but the interpretation was unbelievably correct. That because my dad hit me and said I was never going to amount to anything, that I was never going to amount to anything, okay? So go to those memories in your life. I know that one's really dramatic. Go to the undramatic ones too. And image that memory until you feel it with as positive a interpretation as you can have and it still be what you would consider the truth. We don't want to create lies, but as positive as is possible, make it like that. The new memories that you create, okay? And then over and over and over, image that memory that causes you problem or that area in your life that causes you problem but was starting to have the positive outcome where maybe uh, instead of not ever being able to stay on a diet and what I want to eat and not eat that I start being able to do that and I'm able to do that for the rest of my life and it's no big huge deal. All right. Now, if that's a big issue for you that has a lot of programming in your ancestry, it, it may take a while. But you can absolutely do it. And when the negative memories about that thing and the positive memories about that thing, when, when their percentages change, probably when you start, they're almost all negative. Okay? Well, once you create images for that, to where it's about equal with the negative, or maybe even there's more positive than negative now, it will, it will start becoming easier and easier for you to choose life and do the life that you want to live. Okay? Remember, this is the singular force, creative force, in all of humanity you can't mention one thing that man has ever made that did not start with the image maker in the mind. It is the singular creative force. All right, And your cellular memories are what your fight or flight cycle is initiated on or the peace, oxytocin, love cycle. Okay, So images and memories are everything. To, to what you feel, what you think, what you do or don't do, and how you work. Uh, they did a wonderful study on this with Olympic athletes. And they would have them um, imagine going through their race instead of going out and practicing like they would do every day through their race. Okay? 
and they would imagine, you know, going through every single hurdle and exactly like they were doing the race, except they weren't doing the race, they were sitting in a comfortable chair. All right? But what they found from that is that while they were imagining doing it, sitting there, every single muscle fired and in the same order and, and for the same amount of time fired as if they were actually running. And they, and they had a uh, test group. The test group um, did practice every day. All right. What they found is that the group that imagined practicing improved when they went out there and ran the race a hundred percent as much as the group that actually went out and practiced every day. It's unbelievable. It's, it's, it seems ridiculous. It seems impossible, but it's true. Okay, so there is enormous power in your image maker, the thing that creates images and memories. Now, if you have trouble with images, practice. Uh, eat a piece of candy and, um, and uh, be very aware of every part of it, the crinkling of the paper, how it tastes, how long it lasts, the flavor, everything. And then, as soon as you're done with it, close your eyes and remember image eating the candy. Okay? Or, or, or come up with exercises. There's really simple, okay? And practice. It'll come back. It's, it's either brain damage or your image maker got cut off because it was always looking at so many negative images, all right? But it will come back if it's the negative images one. All right. So that's how you break the cycle. You image the memories and issues in your life that are causing you problems and you correct the problem part. All right? No, because my dad hit me and said I was never going to amount to anything. That does not at all mean I'm never going to amount to anything. That was his problem, not mine. Well, you don't just have to say it out loud. You have to correct that in your memories. And the way you do that is with your imagination. You go back to that you replay it over and over and over. You fix the interpretation. That, that was never true. That was about him, not me. All right? And what you come out with is an event in your life that you feel very differently about. But now it's an event where when something connected to that comes up in your life, your heart does not pull your stress fire alarm where before it did. Okay? They also did that experiment, uh, the one with the Olympic athletes, with uh, golfers and archers. And in both of those cases, too, the individuals that did not practice, they just sat and imaged practicing or shooting the bow and arrow improved just as much as the group that had been practicing every day. So they went from imaging straight out to shooting and had improved dramatically from their last shooting just by imaging. Okay? Um, but anyway, this is how you break the cycle. You have to take control, grab hold of and take charge 
of the most powerful thing you have inside of you to create your future, either one you don't want or one you do want, and it is your image maker. All right? And that is how you can, every single time, if you do what I just told you to do, now for some people it'll take a week, for some it'll take a year. So don't judge by that. All right? It takes however long it takes. You may have way more ancestral stuff than another person. And so that's why it's taking you longer. Or you may have more resistance to it changing inside. There's lots of reasons for that. But don't ever give up. Just continue meditating. I do it while I pray, but you can you don't have to do that. Keep going to those images of things in your life that are causing you problems and correct the negative ones and create new, wonderful, positive ones with the best possible interpretation until you feel it deeply and then until you start living differently. My guess would be uh, probably one person in a thousand actually does break a generational cycle of negative in, um, in their life. I have not done that in my life. Hope my wife did. And it was one of the most courageous things I've ever seen anyone do. And she's the only person in her family who has done that with generations, uh, easily uh, identifiable, that she had to overcome. If she can do it, you can do it, all right? But um, breaking a cycle will benefit you in every possible way. Your health, your um, happiness, your relationships, um, probably even how much money you make and how successful you are at your career. Because breaking the cycle means going from a negative cycle to a positive one. From fear, falsehood, uh, rejection, self-worth issues, unforgiveness, to love, joy, peace. And it is so simple. You don't have to go to a doctor's office. You don't have to buy any equipment. You edit images that are being affected by a human hard drive virus, and you create new images that with the most pos positive possible interpretation and outcome. Don't create a lie. That'll spike your stress. But the most positive possible outcome and interpretation. All right? Um, I would also say, lastly, be patient. Remember, it's not taking you years to get here. It's taking you generations for you to get to where you are. That may take some time to, to break that cycle. I, I would think something like that is at least going to take months. I've seen people that it took less, but that's unusual. So be patient and every day have that time. Maybe right before you go to bed. Maybe right when you wake up. Maybe as a break at lunch uh, where you go off by yourself, say, okay, what area am I working on today? Um, ah, not being able to uh, do the things at work that I feel like I need to be doing in order to get my, that promotion and go to another level. All right. What memories do I have related to that? When I think about that, what negative emotions come to mind? Ah, let me go find memories with those negative emotions and, um, and see if there's any error there 
And every time you do it, ask your unconscious mind to fix all the ones automatically that you don't know about while you're working on the ones you do know about that are conscious. And it will. It absolutely will. Okay? So do this and my guess is 9 out of 10 of you will break the cycle and if you had not done that, probably 1 out of 10 at the most would have broken the cycle in your life. So for eight more people, um, can't count, can I? Um, that's life changing. If you will do what I've shared today, seen it work with hundreds of my clients. You'll feel it, by the way. Once, once the, your internal memories are changed enough to the positive, you'll feel different. You'll have different thoughts, feelings, emotions automatically. You'll be able to do things that you've never been able to do. You'll be able to stop doing things you've never been able to stop doing. I guarantee it. If you stick with it. So um, break the cycle. Choose life. Learn how to use your image maker just as good as you know how to use your smartphone and do it every day like your smartphone. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful, blessed day.